if you went to look at Pity Party on Amazon Pro, it would be like, do you want to watch more movies like this? And they put it in with all these softcore pornos. Welcome to Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. I'm your host, Joyce Klein, coming to you from the unceded territory of the Lekwungen-speaking peoples, otherwise known as beautiful Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Today's guest attacks festivals from both sides. Creating her own films obviously wasn't challenging enough because three years ago she started her own film festival. The final deadline for this year's festival is August 1st, so I wanted to touch base with filmmaker, podcaster, fiction writer, and founder-director of the Foggy Isle Film Festival, the incredible Ashley Good. Scene one. Hey, Ashley. I'm glad you could join us today. Hey, Joyce. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You've already made me sound way cooler than I am, and I hope I can live up to all of those (laughs) expectations. You describe Foggy Isle's mission as showcasing, quote, short films that celebrate all that is weird, macabre, and darkly hilarious. Why did you think this was a niche that needed filling? As a bit of a genre filmmaker myself, I found it was quite hard to find festivals that not that would accept my films, but where they would actually fit in with the lineup. A lot of festivals seem to be, you know, focusing on being overly dramatic or showcasing community issues or struggles, or they're just pure horror. But there was nothing out there for sort of that gray area of films. And that's what I sort of wanted Foggy Isle to be. I've been describing it as the film festival equivalent of the Island of Misfit Toys. (laughs) So it's for all the weird and wonderful shorts that are a little too weird for the mainstream festivals, and they always fit in at Foggy Isle. Is there any particular uh, theme for this year's festival? Yeah, this year's Foggy Isle Film Festival theme is Spooky Tropical. Foggy Isle is meant to be the way to kick off spooky season. It usually happens at the very end of September. This year will be at the very beginning of October. So it's the perfect time to transition from, you know, summer fun to creepy, crawly things. Where and when does the festival take place this year? This year's festival will take place on Saturday, October 2nd at the Victoria Event Center. The exact times and ticket information will be published closer to the event date. There will also be an online component of the show as well. Last year, because of the pandemic, it was an entirely online show. And with that, we attracted a larger audience from around North America. Although things are opening up, I'm really hoping to keep that growth going. And I don't want to, you know, lose those American fans that we gained over the last year. Just a reminder that our dead last chance deadline is August the 1st. And if you're listening to the show right now, you can use the promo code CINEVIC2021 for 25% off your submission fee. Scene two. Ashley, as well as the Foggy Isle Film Festival, you've got a substantial weekly podcast called Ready, Set here at Push In. We're still pretty new, but you're on episode like, what, 46, something like that. What's your format like? Yeah, I'm on episode, oh my goodness, 47, I think. It started as a purely filmmaking podcast where I was just interviewing other filmmakers, creatives. It was a way for me to stay in touch with people throughout last year. But from there, it sort of evolved into me just speaking with other interesting people. Um, I talked to a hearse driver for Halloween and somebody that performed as a, a Santa for a Christmas special. It's now evolved further. Recently, I've also started doing solo episodes where I talk about things that I'm thinking about and somehow connect it to the film world. Was there a specific goal in mind when you first started? It was twofold. Originally, it was to keep in touch with people. 
And now it's almost sort of become political in a way because of the increasing um, kind of censorship laws that the government's trying to put through. I feel like I need to keep going just because I can. (laughs) I'm quite stubborn in that way. Um, But the second reason I started it was because I am very sick of social media and I'm looking to grow my personal audience for my films, for Foggy Isle, for my books. And I was hoping I could do that through a podcast. If I put one out every week, I'm going to gain a larger reach. And hopefully the listeners of that will tune into Foggy Isle. They'll want to buy my books, things like that. What was your most memorable episode? Is there one in particular that stands out for you? I mean, interviewing Ashley Longshore was really freaking cool. I'm a genuine fan of hers, so having her on the show um, was incredible. She actually was speaking with me because she's going to be in a documentary that I'm putting out called Canadian Indie, which I'm trying to highlight other independent creatives. Yeah. So for listeners who don't know who she is, can you give us a little background? Yeah, she is a prominent pop artist based out of New Orleans. I believe her work has appeared in Vogue, Vanity Fair. One of her biggest fans is Blake Lively. She's a very celebrated painter, and to actually have her take the opportunity to appear on my little show was very humbling. How did you find her? How did you reach out to her? I've realized with my podcast, if you want someone to be on your show, you just have to ask. The worst that can happen is they ignore you or say no, but the best that can happen is they say yes. Scene three. Let's get back to filmmaking then, since we talked about this documentary. This is a new project. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it is called Canadian Indie, and it's a showcase and celebration of Canadian independent artists. In 2018, you made a feature called Pity Party. What is the logline of Pity Party? Yeah, Pity Party was my little independent feature. We shot it for 10 grand. It was one of the best experiences sitting at about five point something on IMDb. Um, But yeah, the tagline was, there's no worse time to have a mid-midlife crisis than the end of the world. So now, how have you distributed it? Um, I ended up distributing it myself through Vimeo Pro, and people were able to buy it on there. I eventually just made it free. You can now find Pity Party for free on Vimeo, and I think it's still on YouTube. I don't want this to come across as negative because I think if somebody wants to make their feature, they should absolutely go for it. But I don't think you should plan on recouping your costs. The people that do recoup their costs are the lucky ones. Amazon Prime is another option as well, too. You can upload your films on there and you can charge people for it. But Amazon Prime had mislabeled my movie somehow with like an internal tag. And it's actually sort of funny. I was like, why do people keep downvoting it? And then I went into it and in the international listings in Germany, if you went to look at Pity Party on Amazon Pro, it would be like, do you want to watch more movies like this? And they put it in with all these softcore pornos. Oh, so no. I, people would be like, oh, what's Pity Party? And then they'd be like, oh, this is not what I was looking for. Thumbs down. <laughs> But we had thousands of views from Germany that only lasted about five minutes because they thought it was (laughs) it was going to be a porn and it wasn't. They were all very sad. Scene four. Now, I know that you also recently published your own kids book, uh, Mary and the Alien. And how are you distributing that? Mary and the Alien, I self-published through this platform called Ingram Spark. Now, Ingram is one of the largest book printers in the world. Ingram Spark is their self-publishing subsidiary company. 
what you do is you upload your book to that. You have to have it obviously edited and everything already. They don't do any of that for you. You just upload the book file and they distribute it to all of the online platforms. So because I used Ingram Spark, Marion the Alien is available for sale through Amazon, through Chapters, through Walmart, through literally every bookstore in the world that uses Ingram as their supplier. Scene five. So Ashley, what motivates you to take on such a variety of challenges? I'm going to preface by saying I wish I didn't have to work so hard, <laughs> but I've realized as an independent filmmaker, if you ever want to quote unquote make it, you're going to have to work really hard because for the most part, the opportunities that are out there are to work on other people's productions as a crew member. So it's not that I necessarily enjoy working insanely hard. It's just that I'm really determined to tell my stories. Everything was started to meet a need. I only started filmmaking because I wanted to be a screenwriter, but the only way I could get my stuff made was if I was going to make it myself. And then I started the film festival because I'm like, if my things won't make it into the festivals, I'm going to start a festival that will accept films like that. And then I wrote my book just over the pandemic because I'm like, why the heck not? And it turns out I like doing that too. And then the podcast was just, like I said, my way to grow my audience without relying on social media. I guess what I'm saying is I just want to tell my stories and you have to work hard to be able to do that. Thank you so much for sharing with us how you do it. Amazing, Ashley. Thanks so much. Thank you as well, Joyce. Tail Slate. And that's a wrap. Join me, your host, Joyce Klein, for the next episode of Push In, the Cinevic Podcast. <laughs> <laughs>